from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hello, Barbara. So I'm watching the Olympics, right? Tokyo 2021. And uh, it was interesting. I was very involved in the, um, in the men's road race uh, a couple of days ago. An Ecuadorian rider won that race, a 145-mile bike race, uh, six and a half hours, Barbara, uh, quite amazing to watch. But what was really interesting, I'll throw this out there quickly, was I was noticing, as were others, that the signage uh, all around the biking uh, event said Tokyo 2020. And <laughs> the commentators were pointing this oh, out. No. <laughs> and they literally like, you know what? Let's just, you know, let's just take the stuff we already bought and we had made and let's just haul it out there. So I'm, I'm sure this won't happen, you know, in the gymnastics portion. But, you know, for road racing, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> off a year and a half. So who knows? What we did. Anyway. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't age that year. I'm keeping my birthdays, you know, one year back. So I'm yeah. that. That's good. I like it. Okay, so with this section of our show on Hit and Miss, we're joined by Kara Salpini, who is a frequent visitor to our show because we love her. And she is the senior editor for Retail Dive. And she's going to join us for the Hit and Miss section. And she also wrote a very special in-depth article about Reebok. And so we really wanted to invite her back to share this story about Reebok, which I think just you just launched it today or very recently. Anyway, Kara, welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I love being here and talking through miscellaneous retail things with you guys. <laughs> awesome. It's always fun to see what's happening and keep the show really current. So we're excited to have that. So let's start. Now that America's brought up, the Olympics, <laughs> why don't we yep. just start with some of the things that are going on? Of course, a lot of people are looking at maybe the the what he was talking about the the running or the road race kinds of things but i always look at the gymnastics um right simone biles uh she's kind of the goat uh unbelievable unbelievable everybody's hoping for her and as much as we really look into seeing these athletes and uh, uh, in you know, support and celebrate the athletes. It's also a, a really good opportunity for marketers. Uh, and one of the campaigns that uh, I'd like to talk about, whether it's a hit or a miss, is Dick's Sporting Goods campaign. Now, we talked with you, Kara, last week about all the activity that Dick's is doing. And I think we all agree that Dick's had a hit there in their retail strategy and what they're trying with their store strategy. So as part of all of that good stuff, Dix has also launched a new campaign, and the campaign is designed to empower women athletes across America, and they're using it with the Olympics tie-in. And so uh, Dix has released a wide-ranging campaign that continues its message of empowering women athletes, and the campaign is called There She Is, and it features seven, several women as they participate in their chosen sports, but it features them set to the classic 
Burt Parks song of There She Is from the Miss America contest. <laughs> and I was curious to know what you think about that linking. On one hand, it's a, it's a very empowering campaign. It's, it's focusing on the strength and inspiration that comes in all forms from all of these different amazing women athletes. And it's, it's launching it at the time of the Olympics. So there's in-store signage and email support, social media, really doing it in the September issue of Vogue. So they're, they're going all out. But to link it to the There She Is Miss America contest song, that's what I'm not so sure about. Did you have a reaction to that, Americus? Yeah, it's a great question, Barbara. I think it's super interesting. The notion of is it good or is this bad? And I think that when you, it's interesting, right? Because out of context, when you said that to me, Barbara, I'm picturing the song in my mind and I'm having this, oh, that's terrible reaction. But when I think about it, I say, well, wait a second. What it would, wouldn't it depend, America, because everything is context. So wouldn't it depend on what's the imagery that's going on during the, the song that's being played? Is it, it, you know, is it Biles jumping 25 feet in the air and doing something that just no other athlete can do? Is it all of these amazing things? And the reason why I asked that, Barbara, is to say maybe that creates in my mind an understanding of the point is the song is so archaic and out of touch that we want to show you how archaic and out of touch it is by juxtaposing it against all of these super powerful, strong women. And so in that regard, it's like we're all in on the joke because that song's bullshit, but we know it is. And we're going to show you it's bullshit by kind of making fun of it. So I guess I'd have to watch it, Barbara, and, and, and analyze it further. But I think it, I think it could actually be quite effective. That's really interesting. Let me just add before I ask your opinion, Kara, and then maybe you can also link it to some of the things Victoria's Secret's doing with similar kinds of campaigns. But the, the retailer began this campaign, Dix began this campaign um, in 2020, um, and they gave a big grant to, they, they gave, they, they launched a partnership with USA Softball and they gave a $5 million grant to the U.S. Soccer Foundation. And they've been doing a lot, donating a lot of, of clothing to under-resourced female athletes. So to your point, they've really focused on these strong women, these strong women athletes. And it's definitely not, you know, a swimsuit contest. It's not that. So maybe the idea that it is just juxtaposing an archaic idea with a brand new imagery could work. That's one point of view. Kara, do you share <laughs> that point of view? That, that's, a, that's about as close as Barbara saying, America, I think you're actually wrong. <laughs> that, that's as close as you'll come to. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Kara? Yeah, no, this is a super interesting one. Um, I think like, I definitely get Barbara where you're coming from on, you know, why, you know, why would you choose that song in particular? Because yeah, it is so like, even from the moment it starts playing, it's so old and kind of feels like, yeah, just this different era. Um, but I actually think to America's point that it's, there's something that's kind of cool about the idea of you're almost, it's almost Dick's like reintroducing, like who is this ideal American like woman? So they're kind of, they're using like an old outdated song to kind of say like, this is outdated and here's who these new women are. Because if you do watch the ad, it's like, yeah, it's shots of 
these women actively participating in all of these um, sports and really being like huge competitors, which isn't exactly <laughs> the same vibe as the song, right? So it's just kind of this juxtaposition, um, which I don't know. I don't know how consumers will react to it. That's a big question. But it's definitely, I think, I think I get the vibe that they're going for in trying to say, we're going to reimagine who this is and like say who we think the ideal American woman is. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah. It, I, I, just to jump in on that, to, to, to piggyback on what Kara's saying and get your thoughts on this, Barbara. Yeah. I, you know, it's like we talk about this in our consumer behavior, right? Dissonance. So you, the ad has to create a little bit of dissonance. You know, it's like the the Whopper, the, the Burger King King is he's weird. It's kind of weird. A little bit of dissonance. You didn't quite expect it. And what happens is that triggers people talking about it, like us, for example, <laughs> which means like, okay, that must be a win. What are your thoughts, Barbara? No, that's a good point because part of the reason I picked it out as a hit or a miss for this section is because of that dissonance. Because I do like what Dix is doing, and I certainly support. Uh, featuring these amazing women and these amazing athletes. And I think they're terrific role models and talking about diversity initiatives. They're all shapes and sizes. Uh, and I really support all of that. And that, and it is a sports retailer after all. So it makes sense to highlight the goddesses of sports. Um, but the, there she is, it's just, whoa, <laughs> but maybe you're right. That's why it picks me up and why we're talking about it. Lines, Kara, I think you said you had a, a hit or a miss. It's kind of parallel to this idea. Why don't you talk about the one you were going to talk about? Yes. Um, so I was going to bring up kind of a similar thing, which is, you know, Victoria's Secret has been going through a huge kind of um, rebranding attempt where, you know, they signed a bunch of different brand ambassadors, like Megan Rapinoe is one of them, like just really kind of trying to completely change their image. Um, but they recently announced also that they're planning a return of their fashion show. Um, and, it, you know, jury's kind of out on like what exactly that's going to look like. Um, they noted that they're going to have to kind of reinvent it a little bit, but I'm curious for your guys' thoughts on this because the fashion show was really like one of the biggest parts of what, of what identified Victoria's Secret. And also it was really, it really embodied their whole, like kind of overly sexualized, like super glam, supermodel aesthetic. So it seems like a bold move to kind of bring that back while you're also trying to reinvent yourself. And I don't quite know like how you go about doing that and, and what are the right moves. So I'm curious for your guys' thoughts on it. I, I have a pretty strong opinion on this. So let me go first and then you can react <laughs> against the Americas. I actually think it's a good idea if they can execute it right. And mm. the reason why I do is they do have to completely reimagine it because it was you know, the angels. And it was definitely a fashion show that was for men when it was first introduced, I think. And they really, really sexualized the whole fashion show idea. But the idea of a fashion show isn't in and of itself a bad thing. Right. I think it's a good promotional technique for a brand that's going to feature itself on fashion. And what I think Victoria's Secret has, which is much stronger than any of its competitors, is a very strong brand name, much stronger than anyone else's, a big piece of the market still, even with all the competition that's come in, and they're known for fashion. So if they can reimagine the fashion show and Fair. design it for women and maybe not make it be, you know, this angels kind of fashion show, but show what could what you could do and how beautiful you can look in these types of, of 
clothings. Clothing. I guess they're clothing. <laughs> I'm not sure what they are. Uh, underwear, whatever <laughs> it is, and yeah. do it in a way that applauds or celebrates women mm. rather than makes women into objects, it could be done well and it could differentiate the brand. So I yeah. think it's got potential, but it's all in the execution. Woo, I got to say, yeah, BK is hitting it right on the nose. I mean, this is dangerous territory because this could be a, a massive big win or a disaster and like a memorific you know, explosion of trolling in social media. And so I, I agree. I, and I was, as you were saying that, Barbara, I'm like picturing my mind. What would, so I'm picturing, okay, let's imagine a strong athletic woman comes out and she's wearing the, the clothes. She's, she's physical, she's athletic, and maybe she's, she's doing something, uh, you know, part of her sport, blah, blah, blah. Is it, would, would that not be stupid? Mm, I'm thinking about that. Or, you know, would she come out, you know, make, the guy's got a, you know, a dog collar and a chain around his neck and he's like on his knees or something. <laughs> and she's like yanking the I mean, I don't, I'm trying to like, where exactly is that sweet spot, Barbara, of like authenticity, but like, man, that's a cool, that's a cool reimagination of a fashion show. Like, how do you find that? That's hard. What are your thoughts? But I think it could be a creative kind of coup, and they certainly have money, and they have the brand name behind it. Let them rise to the occasion and do something cool with it, because I think they have to continue to differentiate themselves against a lot of the competition out there, and a lot of the competition is featuring comfort, a Mm -hmm. lot of sizes and things like that. And, you know, they can do that, but I think they can do more than that. And they can That's really the reason to buy, which is we know is the most important piece. Yeah. And, and, and just sorry, just to piggyback on that. Sorry, Kara, and then jump in really quick. I, I love this idea because, Barbara, what you're saying is that, you know, when you were giving the Dick's example and then jumping on this, Kara, you were talking about what all these other things that Dick Dick's was doing as part of the initiative uh, to 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 celebrate, to create this brand image, this authenticity piece. So if Victoria's Secret's out there, like in the environment, doing stuff, talking to thought leaders, they're going to pick up a sense of what's the temperature need to be like in this fashion show, you know, by just kind of living it and being immersed in it. So, again, that's interesting because you get the intelligence and then maybe it's all in the execution, like Barbara's saying. What are your thoughts, Kara? Yeah, I was going to kind of jump in with a similar thing of I, I think, America's your right to kind of highlight the authenticity point, because that really changes, you know, what it's going to look like. So Victoria's Secret executives have said that they are dedicated to, you know, reforming this brand image and making it, you know, something entirely new. But like, do they do they mean that? And are they going to? Yeah, are they going to put in all of this work? Because, yeah, I think I think if they are, it could yeah. definitely end up beneficial for them. And it's really well known. Like the show is so well known. So exactly. they don't right. have to worry about that. But, yes. but yeah, are they are they going to do something? And is it going to come from an authentic place? Or are people going to watch it and be like, they're just trying to get us to... Yeah. And and the more you and to your point, Barbara, the more work you do, the more authentic hard work you do to take it as a serious exercise, the less likely you are to show up with some incredibly idiotic tone deaf sort of a thing. Yeah, they do something tone deaf and it's all over. It's over. It's over. 
That's <laughs> you don't get too many chances. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's so. it. Okay, now it's time to turn to the marketing stories of the week. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with my co-host, Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters. And today we're joined by Kara Salpini, who's the senior editor for Retail Dive. And she has just published a very nice article in Reebok that has four chapters to it. It's, I think it's an article she's been researching, resourcing or researching for a really long time. So, Kara, tell us why you got interested in Reebok, and let's go through some of those chapters. Yes. Um, yeah, to Barbara's point, it's really long. So don't I don't blame anyone who doesn't get to the end of it. But um, but no, it's I mean, Reebok is such a such an interesting company. And I've been I've been looking into them since I think around April of this year. Um, so basically, it kind of came about because Adidas, who currently owns Reebok, um, announced that they were going to sell the company. So there was the kind of this, this point in time where we realized like now is probably a good time to do something on Reebok. Um, so that was kind of the initial impetus was like, okay, Adidas is selling this company. Like maybe we should take a look at them. Um, it kind of spiraled from there where, you know, I discovered I wasn't around in the eighties. So I don't remember like any of, of Reebok's kind of heyday. So I had no idea that they used to be this huge company. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And then I, when I discovered that, it was like a shock to me, especially, you know, Barbara, I know you follow Nike pretty closely, but like, you know, Nike is so huge today. And Reebok was at one point making more than Nike was. And so that was kind of the, the particular point where we were all like, all, everyone on my team was like, wow, that's insane that Reebok was once making more than Nike and now makes, you know, $40 billion less. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so let me talk this, a little yeah. bit about before you were born. So. <laughs> Barbara, 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 are you, are you, what, what's your brand? Are you more Reebok? Are you more well, Nike? What's I, your you know, brand? I had talked to Kara about this uh, early on when she was doing some research on it. And she reminded me that I used to know Reebok very well when she was talking about 1980s. That is when I was doing aerobics, me and Jane Fonda. We were <laughs> yes. And we were both doing Aerobics and Reeboks was the aerobic dance shoe. Yeah. And I definitely knew it way more than Nike. So when you're suggesting that the sales were big, that was a huge market for huge. aerobic. Huge. For, uh, Do you remember that, Americus and Jane Bond and Reebok then? It's the reason why I am a fitness geek. Uh, Barbara, <laughs> I, I will share quickly with you before Kara dives us deeper into the story. Uh, Mama Reed took me and my sister to the gym every single day because she was so obsessed with Jane Fonda and step aerobics. And she, Barbara, she had an entire closet of color coordinated leg warmers. Okay. <laughs> she was into it. So I'm right I there. We, it, it was huge. It, it was, was huge. huge. I did yeah. step aerobics too. Now we know it killed your knees. I don't know what happened to your mother, but my knees are stopped out. Yeah. 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 It was really a great, brand and i even though i was part of that way back when it was so long ago and nike so much stronger that until you started doing the story i completely forgot about that so take it from there you've got this incredible legacy that they what they do <laughs> i mean i think that's the, and that's the thing that is so interesting about this story is it's kind of like you yeah like everyone's kind of forgotten <laughs> that they were once this huge huge brand and like you start peeling back the layers on it trying to figure out like like why did they not necessarily make it and there are so many different layers like 
you know, um, even going through it, and, and I knew like not that much about Reebok before doing this story, but, um, you know, I talked to their founder and I talked to one of their longtime CEOs and like some of the things that, that they were doing makes so much sense. Like, you know, they made, they were making shoes, they made shoes with Jay-Z, they made a shoe with 50 Cent, like they were partnering with these like really popular musicians. They signed Shaq, who's like, Shaq is like one of the biggest names still in basketball. Like he still shows up and talks on like all of these talk shows. And like, he's very, he's very vocal and present as an athlete. So it seems like, you know, like all of these things felt like good decisions. And then there's like these small kind of tweaks or reasons why it didn't work out. Like maybe they were too early to the, to the music movement. That was Mm. what one of my sources had said, like, like, you know, that wasn't necessarily wrong, but they came too early. Mm. And then like, you know, Nike is really good at, at um, kind of being careful about the supply and demand of its products. And Reebok gave away too many of its shoes. Like they created too much product. And then scarcity is so important here. People were were suddenly no longer as interested in those shoes. So there's like Mm. a lot of really interesting kind of layers. Yeah. One of the things you brought up in the article, which I love, again, it's a local angle for us, is Alan Iverson was the Reeboks. uh, Oh, right, right, right. Alan Iverson had a real bad boy kind of image. He was a gifted uh, athlete, but he wasn't Michael Jordan. And so not that I mean, not even in talent. He was very talented. And I think a lot of people in Philadelphia think he's every bit as good as Michael Jordan, maybe. But he didn't have the kind of broad appeal that Michael Jordan did. That's and fair. nor did yeah, Shaq. Yeah. And, and you brought this up in your, in your story. Shaq was an unusual, he's an unusual man in how big he is. It's kind of hard to identify with Shaq, where it's not that hard to identify with Alan yeah. Iverson. You're not, you're not as talented as Alan Iverson is, but he's not that much taller than you are. <laughs> and that's, that is one of the, one of the interesting things, Barbara, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that was one of my favorite points that I had never, I never thought of, but like, of course, if, if you're a kid and you're looking at someone like, like Shaq, or you're looking at Alan Iverson or Michael Jordan, like you're going to think of yourself as Michael Jordan. You're not going to think of yourself as like Shaq because Shaq is just like leagues different right, <laughs> than, right, right. than everyone. And like, yeah, he's so, so much of his like kind of fame is around just how massive he is. And so right. like, you know, it just kind of has this different, it has this different appeal than Jordan. And I don't think anybody knew at the time that Jordan was going to end up being quite as astronomically enormous of, yes. of a figure as he is. So like part of it is a little bit of Nike getting getting lucky with signing, you know, yeah. the, the best basketball player of like all time. Well, the but... jury's still out, whether it's LeBron or Michael. That's a whole that's a whole other different show. Here's a hot take question uh, for you, Kara and Barbara. Uh, the new Reebok brand. Give me a, a celebrity person, public figure who would be a great new face of the Reebok brand. Go. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I'll put you on the spot that's, a little bit here. That is a really, that's a really uh, dangerous question. I feel like. Um, hmm. Yeah. 
I, that, that's, I have to spend some time let's sum up about. with that because it's kind of to think about what their right strategy here is. Yes. Yes. You can't really answer that till you know the strategy. So, Kara, tell us, like, let's skip to chapter two and three. Adidas buys Reebok. And from what I can tell from what you were writing, part of the problem was is that they kind of positioned Adidas against Reebok and there wasn't room for both brands and Reebok <clears throat> was the one that didn't get the support and that was yeah I got the impression is that right that that's a lot of what you were saying that was part of what hurt the brand yeah so what a lot of people said was essentially it seemed like a great idea since Nike was doing so well they were like okay great well you know Adidas and Reebok will team up We'll take on Nike kind of together because like those were kind of the next two big sports brands. Um, but what ended up happening is that Reebok and Adidas played in the exact same areas. Like, you know, they, they were essentially competing against each other in all of the different sports. So it was like this, the, the solution to that was let's, let's make Reebok more about fitness and like, let's really focus them in this smaller market. Um, but the result of that is, of course, that Reebok didn't really grow um, like at all. And, you know, Adidas kind of took over the sports generalist category. So like one, you know, to your point, Americas of like, who could they sign? Like if they got back into all of these other sports that they were once in, like, you know, they could get back into basketball. They could try and like sign some of those up and comer stars moving into the space like there there are kind of these opportunities that are opening up and actually this is this is a point I thought you guys both might be interested in um, but that's something that the founder and um, and a couple of others are really interested in in terms of the potential for Reebok is um, they could sign some of the newer influencers or newer kind of basketball players because Nike signs everybody, which is something mm -hmm. that we've talked about before with Simone Biles going to Athleta, right? Like right. maybe Nike doesn't have the time to commit to ever to everyone. So right. like this is an opportunity where Reebok could potentially take some of those people away from someone like Nike because they can they can afford kind of that dedicated time. And then the question is, do they go head to head with Nike or do they go into these other niche strategies like women's strategies, fitness strategies? Yep. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember it was chapter three or four when they signed with CrossFit and they mm -hmm. kind of right. they, they kind of went after that fitness mar market, which, of course, is a huge market, huge. which is a whole different play, not right. necessarily a celebrity sign up. That's why I stopped you from thinking about it, because in deciding who should they sign, right. you really mm -hmm. have to figure out what's the right strategy. Now, right. Adidas is, is letting them go and Reebok is now completely open to either they can go retro which helped Adidas did that and Converse right. did that a little bit. Should right. they go retro? Should they sign an up and coming sports star? Should they, you know, dig deeper in, in aerobics? We have no time left Americas, but what's your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that this is the fundamental question, right? Is to, you got to go back to the drawing board and you got to say to yourself, what are we trying to be? And what are we trying to be in terms of, you know, a differentiated solution to lots of different options out there. I would assure you that it's going to have to involve two things that you love, Barbara, which is experiences and technology. Yeah. So whatever new brands are coming out, they're going to have to incorporate those elements. But beyond that, I think it's going back to the drawing board and seeing how much of the magic you can take from the old that was so successful and just draw a little bit of that and sort of modify it, modernize it, and take it to the next generation of consumers. Okay, you heard that here first. 
And <laughs> if you want to read a little bit more about this article, it's a very interesting article. It's not that long. It's a not maybe you know less than ten minute read, but it's it's a lot, that, de- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of detail about Reeboks and pretty interesting study for anybody interested in seeing what a brand can do and giving you incentive to watch where this brand goes. So, Kara, if people want to read that article and read more of your work, where can they go? Yes, um, head to retaildive.com. All of our stuff is posted there and you can also sign up for any of our newsletters. We have a daily newsletter and a few different weeklies. So sign up for whichever ones you want. Um, It's all free. So yeah. And the the Reebok article is there for your reading pleasure. Yes. (laughs) We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk with the chief marketing officer of StockX and about the marketing strategy that fueled their international growth. This is Marketing Matters Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.